back to Building the Mock, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. This week's one-on-one segment, we talk with North Dakota State Representative Ben Hansen. Hansen is a freshman representative with roots from both Castleton and Crosby. Hansen also sits on the Energy Development and Transmission Committee. This is North Dakota State Representative Ben Hansen. Hi there, I'm Ben Hansen. I'm a representative of the State House. Uh, what district? District 16. It's a brand new district that was created after the census. We had two new ones. Uh, we had four rural districts merge into two districts. Uh, mine was near Grafton, where 16 used to be. Uh, 16 uh, is hard to describe uh, geographically as far as a shape, but I can give landmarks. It uh, goes from Maine down to 40th. It's in Fargo and West Fargo. has multiple eastern and western borders. It contains uh, Barnes & Noble, Shields, uh, Red Lobster, Shields Arena. Uh, those are kind of, you know, just restaurants and points that people kind of know. And it uh, ends uh, just, just north of Rendezvous Park in West Fargo. So it's a lot of the new development of apartments in West Fargo, some mobile court homes. up in, uh, what, what I tell people is there's, uh, there are two mobile, mobile court homes in uh, my district, and the president of Blue Cross Blue Shield also lives in my district. So it's a wide variety of people, spaces, and uh, kinds of businesses. You're relatively new to the uh, world of politics, aren't you? That's right. I'm, uh, uh, I was elected in 2012, so I just served in my first session in 2013. I'll have another one for being up again in uh, 2016. You mentioned uh, in a pre-interview that you had some family from Castleton, or you have some roots there? Yes, and uh, my mom's side of the family uh, were mostly beet, but some also grain uh, farmers in the Castleton, Amenia, Arthur area. We did soybeans, wheat, barley, and a lot of sugar beets. We did corn one year when the price got so good, but we didn't really want to keep doing it. Uh, both of her brothers still farm out there. Uh, one's retiring and passing it along to my cousin, but uh, we still uh, maintain pretty good roots out there. Did they did they approach you at all about the uh, train derailment in Castleton? No, they didn't approach me. I mean, you know, they're self-sufficient kind of folks out there, and to be honest, it was two miles from town, so uh, our land was not impacted. They were not impacted personally outside of having to evacuate for the night, um, which obviously wasn't uh, convenient. do have a relative who's a volunteer firefighter out there, and he was working with it, but no, no one was uh, hurt or anything like that. So, Talk about uh, your role within the state government. Uh, I was looking at your profile and uh, you sit on a transportation energy type of a committee and uh, Mm -hmm. of course with the recent activities happening with with the rail and the crude oil and just the Bakken in general, I imagine that that's probably going to be on the agenda or you've looked into it? Well, that will most certainly be on the agenda. We have not addressed it yet. It happened, when was that, about a week ago? About a week after Christmas, I want to say? Uh, it was uh, okay. It was the 30th of December. Oh, it's, yeah. So and we, there's, yeah, since, well, in the last seven months, there's been three derailments. Yeah, yeah there's been three derailments. That's, in the last uh, seven months. Uh, yes. But but we've had a lot of derailments and uh, brings into question, you know, uh, BNSF's, uh, well, just the derailment period. And uh, the most important thing it brings up is the rail car. Our, uh, safety standards. Now you're asking about the committee I serve on, which is the uh, Energy Development and Transmissions Committee, which is chaired by uh, Rich Wardner, who's the majority leader in the Senate uh, from Dickinson. And we have met several times, more than most. Interim meetings meet uh, when we're off session. We're in session for four months every other year, which is kind of a thing unique to North Dakota. Interim sessions are most tend to be listening sessions with some recommendations. You cannot pass laws. You can pass some spending for studies to study and and recommend bills to the next session. Energy and Transmissions has been one of the busier committees, I I would imagine, outside of uh, the, uh, the budget one that has to deal with everything, simply because the oil boom is so prevalent and because things like the derailment and the large uh, 
the large spill by the Tioga area have been happening. We've discussed the spill and pipeline safety quite a bit. We have not gotten into rail rail car safety yet. Surely that will be a main topic at our next meeting. We haven't had an agenda come out for it, but I cannot imagine that uh, the rail rail car safety would not uh, would not be on it. The kind of the unfortunate thing there is that we're set to have federal rules come out sometime. Uh, Senator Hovind's indicated sometime in spring of 2015, which is all fine and well and probably needs to be federal as the rails are going to cross state lines. But uh, unfortunately, that's a whole nother year. Mm-hmm. And as a state, we'd like to do something about it. Or excuse me, I would like to do something about it. I don't know what other legislators' opinions are. And I don't want to speak well, for them. But Let's talk about that yeah. for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I interviewed Senator Hovind last week. Mm-hmm. He, this was before the um, recommendations, yeah. um, spring of 2015. Mm-hmm. First thing that went into my mind was th- there's been three or four of these derailments in seven months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems odd to me. It seems like this is a little bit more pressing of an issue. Well, well it is odd. Let me, let, me pull, let me pull back in a way that seems like dodging, but it's actually directly addressing it. We are one of four states that meets every other year for our legislative session. You most to, meet uh, every year. Okay. Most meet annually. For, most meet annually. Okay. For it's us. all but four. We're one of four. And it is important to note because uh, right now we are constitutionally mandated to have an 80-day session every biennium, every two years. So is South Dakota. South Dakota meets 40 days every year. We meet 80 days every other year. Uh, it, it's to the point now where our economy is developing so rapidly, which is in many ways a blessing in some ways is uh, maybe not a curse, but it's an additional responsibility. Uh, we have a duty to our constituents to be uh, reacting quickly and preparing more uh, precisely. And I mean, name me uh, a banker, business owner, anyone, even a church planning committee that sits down and budgets itself out for two, you know, they'll, they'll make projections for five years. But tell me someone who sets a budget on any business and then doesn't touch or adjust that budget for what, what's actually happening with said budget for two whole years and sets an arbitrary date that says you can't touch it again. Uh, you know, once we're done meeting, you have 20 months. And if the predictions don't hold, well... The excuse is always given that the governor can call us into special session. Well, not all of our schedules work like that. If we had a specially, a specially set time put away to do that, we could react to that. So I, I would like to see an annual session. I really think, given the, how rapid the energy development has been, it would do a lot to address well, what we've been seeing. We, we play a lot of catch-up. Are we getting to a time where uh, representatives and state legislators it should be a full-time job? No. Oh, God, no. Not, not in North Dakota. We only have uh, 730,000 people. We don't need a full-time. Minnesota, for example, has uh, five-month sessions during their uh, longer period, during their um, non-election years. And then non-election years, they have, I want to say, three-month sessions. Uh, so they're very part-time, and they have about five times our population. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can, you know, say, say what you want about f- philosophy there. But others, you know, point being, uh, uh, by comparison, they have about five times our population and they, they still have a part-time legislature. They're just able to adjust the budget every year. Uh, so are most states. I, just, I mentioned Minnesota because I'm from West Fargo and they're the closest, yeah. easily closest to me. Uh, but South yeah. Dakota has an annual. And South Dakota has an annual and they're, they're nowhere near full-time. They're two months every mm-hmm. other year. I would vote against a uh, full-time legislature. We wouldn't have, we still don't have quite enough to do to do that and it's a huge uh, that'd be a huge budget increase whereas um, you know the, you have to pay 
legislators and staff for being in uh, whenever you're in session. And there are some, you know, start off and shut down cost every session that would then become more uh, prevalent if you had annual session. But really, the salaries and, and everything that you're paying, if, you're, if we have 80 days annually, we don't even need to put it to a vote to appeal. We simply need to declare ourselves. And not that I want to exclude the voting population from it, but it's only it, it's we have voted on 80 days. Uh, we upped it from 60 to 80 days. The people vote on that every biennium with no specification to how frequently those 80 days are. So I don't see why January and February can't be set aside every year to do it. And I think it would do a lot to make our government more. I don't want to say reactive because I don't want a government to be reactive. I want to be a government to be to be just just better servicing their constituents. Are you familiar with the uh, East West? kind of uh, friction that's going on? So my mom's side of the family is from Castleton. My dad's side of the family is from Crosby. So you in, are very... Up in Divide County. And up in Divide County in District 2, where Senator Andrus has been there for some, some time before Senator Andrus was Senator Bud Hansen, who was my grandfather. And so there was nearly a Thanksgiving that went by before Grandpa Bud passed that where he didn't talk about uh, how Western North Dakota was ignored by us Imperial uh, Easterners. I always said with a wink in his eye, but, you know... Uh, he also meant it, and uh, at, at this point, I almost you know kind of think he's right. So, so you are familiar with it, yes, over, very over much a, so. Over um, a cu- couple of comments I want to throw your way, and I'd like to get your reaction to my comments. Uh, sure. Uh, former Governor Ed Schaefer, who is now a um, uh, board of directors member for Continental, mm-hmm. former public servant who is now in the private industry. Mm-hmm. Yep, I uh, He made a couple comments to me that really stuck out. One being. Approximately 30% of the state's budget comes from oil and tax taxes or revenue. Mm-hmm. That does not include the new license registration. That doesn't include the sales tax that was brought in to, say, Williston, Williams County, had mm-hmm. a higher taxable sales than Fargo-Moorhead, mm-hmm. or than the Fargo-West Fargo area. That's a big deal. So knowing right now mm-hmm. how much of our state's budget is tied to oil and gas, mm-hmm. you being from the east where... They want this diversion money. They mm-hmm. want this flood control money. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you make of that right now? Because I am hearing more and more from politicians out west. Mm-hmm. They're they're drawing the line in the sand. They want their due now. Are you hearing any of that? Uh, I'm, I'm hearing it more from constituents, I think, out west than maybe the, politi- constituents, the, the yes. politicians. Um, and I, I think they have every right to, too. I, I, I really think uh, the complaints about Highway 85 are extremely legitimate. The mayor of Watford City has every right to be upset in the way he is that, um, you know, we I don't know why we can't build a new bridge in Newtown for the truck traffic there. I don't know why we can't look, you know, just look a little bit more into public support for um, uh, daycare, child care out west. Uh, there, I mean, there were numerous proposals put forward last session that were almost to a person rejected by the majority uh, in favor of what they would what they would call free market progress on daycare, which simply you know it doesn't it doesn't work in a raw sense the way that oil would work the way that restaurant would work out there. And if we want to encourage things like whole families moving here instead of just single men uh, who very frankly have a lot of money and access to bars, and that's almost it. Uh, if you want to build a safer society or continue to build the kind of place that, you know, North Dakota is a place where people came and brought their families to work and built communities around their family. We weren't ever large or metropolitan, but we always had a sense of community there. And I feel a lot of people out there feel abandoned by their own state and that their community, the people they knew are there, the ones who haven't moved, and there's still plenty who haven't. But 
my uncle still farms out there on the other side of the family, and he won't let his teenage daughter out after 9 o'clock at night now, and that's not the Williston that he... To listen to the entire interview with North Dakota State Representative Ben Hansen, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. 